Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Avengers Endgame crushes first day pre-sale records as tickets go on sale and they give us some new footage. DC gives us our first teaser trailer for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie and we give you our cumulative ranking of all 21 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Geek Mooner. All that and much more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, April 4th, 2019. This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and be nerded. Be funny. Disturb it. Jock and be nerded. Hey, 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 what's happening, listener? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where you're going to get comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And that felty over in the corner with the really disturbing clown makeup, that's Rugboy Phoenix. What's up, Rugs? Put a smile on your face and let's rank some shit. That's Batman. right. Get happy because we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. If you are a new listener, check out the show notes for this episode at our website, jockandnerd.com slash 268. It will have links to everything we talk about, trailers, articles, how to get in touch, how to subscribe. Lots of fun stuff. I put a lot of uh, heart and love into these show notes. Somebody fucking check them out. No one does. No, I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I don't go to websites or podcasts I listen to. Why should the best, you? The best notes in the business. I used to say this in the beginning. It is. It's the best show notes. It still is. Uh, all the stuff you can find there, it's in every episode, every post on our website. You guys, before we begin, I wanted to do some learning. I'm, okay. I'm going to learn everyone because I randomly started listening to this podcast called Something Rhymes with Purple. Which is really funny because I don't think anything rhymes with purple. There's this is nurple, purple. Can you think of a word that rhymes with purple? Yurple, that derple. Derple. <laughs> so purple is a hard word to rhyme with. Anyways, this is a show uh, about word origins and vocabulary. If you are a word nerd, you would like it. It's hosted by Susie Dent and Giles Brandreth. They're both British people. Susie Dent used to work for the Oxford English Dictionary, and she knows like the origin of every word. There's one episode out, and in it, they they were throwing out all these words, and they mentioned the origin of the word nerd and geek, and I was like, oh, oh shit. It was actually pretty interesting. So I wanted to ask you guys, can you take a guess? What is the origin, without looking, of the word nerd? Anyone, yell it out. No. I don't even know where to start. Right? That's a tough one. Uh, nerd. There was some loser like you that probably got picked on, and then decided, <laughs> let's come up with a, a subject for something that isn't. A word for me that isn't loser. Uh, you're kind of close. The word comes from a 1950 short story by Dr. Seuss. Geek boner. It was the name of a creature in the Dr. Seuss book, If I Ran the Zoo. 
the 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 narrator claims that he would collect a Nurkle, a nerd, and a seersucker. So a nerd was a thing, and then it began to mean intellectually obsessive introverted Did seersucker come from that and now there's uh, seersucker suits seersucker that is a good question uh go I, uh right into that purple show holy shit we should where do the words she will know she will definitely know where seersucker it may be i feel like a lot of dr seuss words that he created became things so nerd is from dr seuss where do you think the word geek comes from i think it isn't it from the uh circus oh you're close anthony do you have a guess I don't know. Guy who bites the heads off chickens in the circus. Sort of rugs. You're very close. It actually comes from the word geck way back. Old English Shakespeare used this word in his plays, but geck became geek, which meant a fool or a freak. And the geeks were freak show performers. Geek boner. Hmm. That's where the word geek what, comes what, from. What would you rather be called, a nerd or a geek? You know, that is a great, <laughs> a what's, great question. What's the, what's the delineation? Like right now, I think it's cooler to be a geek than a I nerd. I like it's synonymous, isn't it? I think a nerd, you have to be smart. I, I think I that, that is was a distinction. Geek. I no. thought geeks were smart. Nerds were just really into something. I think nerds were smart and geeks are, are crazy and freaks. I don't know. No, really? I always, this is how I feel about it. I may be wrong. because my personal uh, thought on it is that a nerd is someone who is very knowledgeable about something. Yes. So it's usually smart. Smart and nerdy. A geek is just obsessed with things. Who's oh, really into I, something. I would, yeah, I always mm. thought geeks were smart. They were books like in the books or just in the smarts you're a geek. Oh, i think geeks can be weird and geeks can be like anti-social and weird and they don't fit in they're misfits but i think a nerd is more like of a like i'm a science nerd or i'm like a a porn nerd i know everything about porn i i used to work with this guy that would make phone calls we we were he would work in sales he'd make phone calls he was from the south side of chicago so he talked like he had <laughs> He talked like he was chewing on cigarettes, <laughs> and he would call people. And if they'd reject his phone call for his pitch, he'd he'd hang up the phone. He'd slam the phone and go, "Nerd." <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> was this booger so it, from Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> Every time he'd hang up the phone, and he had a bad conversation. Nerd, go, nerd. Yes, it's been derogatory. It's been <laughs> complimentary. The words can be interchanged. Maybe you can nerd out about something. You can geek out about something. I mean, but if, now we're accepting of everything. And now everything, yeah, you can be in yeah, there. Be in there yeah. And if we, it's, I think I'm more of, a, even though I'm the nerd here, I'm probably more of a geek because I'm not smart. You got to be smart to be a nerd. I ain't fucking smart. Yeah, I'm more of a geek than a nerd because yeah. I don't really know jack shit. I just, I just am really into stuff. I just like to I run mean, my if mouth. If we ever had to change the name of this podcast, yeah. I would, I would say I'm more of a bro than a jock. Well, so we call it the I, Bro and Geek Show. Be, yeah, because <laughs> I don't, I don't play sports anymore. Yeah. And if I start to pick up a ball or anything, yeah. I'm not going to be very good for at least a week or two until I start playing. Let me, uh, wait, let me try this. Geekin' bro. That kind of works. Talking nerd. Yeah. Geekin' bro. We can turn it around. Uh, uh, we, we I, might have to, if we ever become something and they test my jock skills like, and you're nerd. This guy's not a jock and this guy's not really a nerd. Right. <laughs> We're phonies. We're phonies. We've been out of what I'm getting at. So yeah. finally, they, this wasn't in the show, but I threw it in. The word jock, uh, Anthony, and he guesses where this comes from. The, and the stereotype version of the word, John. It was some dude with a big cock named James. Oh, and he no. threw the J in front of the cock and he did a jock. No, I'm a jock because I got a big cock. That's not correct. Jockey? James Cock. So the jock. word jock is short for jockey, meaning one who rides a horse. But that's a different meaning of the word. The stereotype that refers to an athletic man started around 1963. Simply... The abbreviation of the word jock strap. 
Ah, okay. That's where jock comes that from. Makes sense. Yes. Well, I think the jock strap might have been invented to to protect the jockey's balls from getting beat up riding a horse. It's, is that that's probably ooh, that's interesting. I should look that yeah, up. That's, that's possible. That's probably where yeah, the jock strap because you're supporting the hold your balls up. Who's riding jockey strap? A jockey strap there. All right, listener, you learned some shit. Now go impress your friends with this useless knowledge as we get to the news. The Jock Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, boy, three weeks away from Avengers Endgame. And, uh, you know, they gave us, what, two trailers and a small Super Bowl spot. And really, we didn't think we're going to get more or needed more, but we got more. Oh, shit. Something called a special look. One minute. And it's really... Otherwise known as, hey, tickets are on sale now. Here's a trailer. Uh, and listen, the hype is working. The fucking, uh, all of this marketing is working. The special look is only a minute, but it's a minute of all new footage. Whereas that last trailer was like two minutes, but like half of the trailer was old footage from old movies. So they're giving us like a minute at a time. Um, you guys, what did you think of this special look? Is it too spoilery? Does it confuse things more? Press the link in the show notes. Imran, Rugs. You never, or, um, Rugs I don't want to see in. it. I'm not. I'm, oh, I'm, you don't, don't want to see it? I don't need I to see it. I'm already in for this movie. <laughs> Anthony, what do you think then? Do, should I talk about it? I don't know one? now. I, no, Rugs, go ahead. Rugs, I'm not okay. seeing anything. Rugs right. just threw me off with not. I'm uh, surprised you didn't see it. it. But um, I thought it was fantastic. I th- I, I I think it it. Not that I needed any more yeah. to get me more hyped, but if it was possible to get me more hyped, that. One minute got me even more hyped. Absolutely. And I don't, it's not really spoiler. No. It's stuff that we knew was going to yes. happen. Yes. I um, mean, they still do a great job of really not showing you anything or what the plot is or anything, really. I mean, they, they do spoil one, maybe two things, but it's things that, again, as, a, as an audience, we knew that um, these characters were going to interact at, at some point. I mean, if anything, it's brilliant how this kind of adds more questions to the timeline of this movie. Cause Natasha's right. hair is several different shades and lengths. Cap's costume is like changes in every shot he's in. And you're like, when is this happening? When is this happening? He's wearing this. There's some really great lines in it. I mean, yes. the, Tony's line. It's not about we, what we lost, but it's about what we have left. Yes. It's a good one. It's amazing. But fucking Thanos, Thanos is line. What he goes, uh, you couldn't uh, handle could not, your failures. No, he could not live with your failure. And where as you see us, as you see a picture of Tony yeah. holding up a picture of him and uh, Peter Parker, yes. as he's giving him the fake like uh, graduation from Tony Stark Academy or, yeah. or the uh, the fake the Stark um, Industries internship, Stark Industry yeah. internship completion. Yeah, can't you you could not live with your failure. So where did that bring you? And then they cut to Thanos appearing back to me, back to me, and. You see him kind of transport down, kind of like it's the Bifrost, and then just this epic shot of the bo- the feet of oh, so, Captain so America, good. Thor, Iron Man, turning a corner on this wreckage, and in the distance you see, slightly out of focus, Thanos sitting down with possibly his new weapon next to him that's kind of got spoiled by these hot toys that I've been trying to avoid also. But it's, I think, uh, with between these toys and the movie opening two days early, it's going to be kind of hard to, to avoid spoilers, but they've done... I think they've done as fucking as amazing about as good a job as you can do. Yeah. And using not only this, but the Super Bowl trailer and then the two other trailers to really not show you nope. too much. I think I think this has been 
Um, and not that it needed all these trailers, but I think this has been a really masterful marketing. Plan I mean, they needed something up. to say tickets on sale. That was huge. And this definitely did it. I it caught everyone off guard. Yeah. Too. And I don't, I mean, people were asking, but I kind of like, I heard, you know, last week you said tickets go on sale Tuesday, April 2nd. Weren't expecting fucking footage. Uh, but uh, regarding uh, the post credit scenes, wasn't there a thing that some of these got leaked? I didn't look at this. I ended up looking at it like an idiot. So I'm kind of mad. There's three of them? Apparently there's three. The oh, thing is, is they got posted on Reddit. Uh-huh. They were actually posted on our Jock and Nerd Nation page, oh, and I was oh skipping boy. and looked at it. I did not look. I mean, it spoiled the entire plot. Holy too. shit. I didn't oh, read fuck. the whole thing. I glanced at it. I was like, oh, my God. I, I thought this was just going to be the tri- the post credit scenes. Um, so it seems credible? I don't know. It's mm. from Reddit, and I've seen enough stuff from 4chan on Reddit where I've read the plot, and it's completely different from what is actually shown in the movie. Spider-Man Homecoming being a culprit. They also had something on Reddit where they described the entire first trailer before about a month or two before mm. it came out. Completely wrong. So, who knows? Although one although one of the post-credit scenes was a nice little tease, I, I don't know if it's correct or not. The other thing about these trailers, Rugs, is you can watch this. Like We know they're cutting these weird. We know they're manipulating these trailers. We know yeah. they're specifically trying to swerve you. So I don't think even picking it apart... But Anthony, do you guys still think they're? Do you think the Russos are still true and they're still just showing us the first twenty minutes no, of this movie? No, they're, they're no right? Fuck no. There's way no, more. They're, they're doing whatever they want. They are and saying whatever they want. Now, post credit scenes, Great music too, in all oh, these trailers. Yes. Very operatic music. The swelling, it just fucking totally gives you fucking goosebumps. Goosebumps, yeah. geek boners. Post credit scene rugs. Do you think Endgame even needs post credit scenes? I was kind of hoping that they didn't do that. And just let it sit. Like if it's an epilogue, maybe that's what they'll use it for. Like or kind of like, or do we need them to set up the next thing already at the end of this? Can we just just sit and 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 fucking you know process what we've seen? I don't think they're gonna do a, like a launch of anything new. Mm. They could. I mean, why not? Marvel's gonna tease something probably. But I would probably, if I was the Russos, do like just an epilogue to tie everything. It's up. a little more yeah. story. What do you think? Like Lord of the Rings, like eight ending thing. <laughs> It's just three clips that shows you three different groups and how they're now, after all of this, is over. They're still walking. Here's what I would do for post. I don't think they necessarily need it, but they will do it because it's a Marvel thing. Yeah. I agree. They. I don't think they need to tease the next movie because let's not, like, this is supposed to be the end game. This is supposed to be the culmination of this this three um, phases of the MCU. So not no, I'm not saying I've read this or anything. This is just my speculation. For instance, a post-credit scene could be, you know, they've won the war and Tony um, is with Pepper, and then they scroll, you know, they glance Celebrating down and she has, afterwards. No, well, no, shut up and run. Oh. <laughs> and they and they pan down and she she has a baby bump or something, oh, like that. Okay. or you know, Caps won the war and he's maybe sacrificed himself and he's in heaven and he's dancing with. Um, I see. With this, what's her face, Peggy? Peggy, you know, Peggy or, or Thor's won the war, and he gets to be in heaven with his with his parents and some his, kind of his, meaningful button. Yeah, for something character. where it's just like, oh, that's a nice little cap. Yeah, like they they got to the they they they're happy. I mean, like the shawarma post credit scene was hilarious, and it did nothing, but it added to the character of the whole thing. I don't, the I don't think they'll do something hilarious. It's not going to be funny, way. but yeah, that's. Uh, I just feel like we know that the you know the MCU isn't ending, but it would be nice to have some sense of finality at the end of this movie, uh, because it, this is it's so huge. It's big, yeah. Uh, 
It's the end of this whole thing. It's the it end broke, of the Infinity it broke Saga. AMC's and Fandango's yeah. uh, Let's get into that. Thing. This was amazing. Tuesday, April 2nd, the reports on the Jocker Nation of everyone going, I've been waiting in line, and everyone eventually got tickets. Anthony, what were your wait times you were telling me about? So I never actually bought a ticket because I don't know if I'm going to be available that Thursday right, night. Right, right. I'm going to try to go that Thursday night. Yeah. But um, yeah, every time I jumped on, and this was three or four hours after tickets went on sale, it was saying... You're in line at least an hour away. Jesus. <laughs> what what is this? AFC site crash runs the How does that happen? I they what? they did they, they they weren't prepared for this fucking uh it's crazy. He was asking you rugs if you experienced the site crash. Did you crashing. buy tickets? Yeah, I got tickets, but I didn't buy them. Oh, you didn't I just get told them? somebody that I knew to go get them for. <laughs> How long did it take them? Did they have any From the time that I told them let's get tickets and the time that it happened was like an hour. I mean, ultimately, I I bought tickets for like the Saturday morning and it was wide open. But like, man, Fandango, AMC, uh, Adam tickets were all experiencing server crashes. Fandango is reporting Avengers Endgame has notched the best first day U.S. sales record for the online ticket retailer, beating Star Wars The Force Awakens in the first six hours. Oh, shit. it broke the record. So I'm going to go. I was I've been against or not against. I've been disagreeing that I think it's going to make. As much money as Infinity War, if yes, not more. Yes. Now, yeah, now I have to. I'm going to amend that. This movie is going to break everything. The only thing that's actually standing in its way yeah. is this runtime. Yeah, three yes. hours. I, actually, that is funny. So I was going to go, I was about to buy tickets yeah. for the 11 p.m. showing yeah. of uh, Avengers Infinity War with one of my friends because uh, she can't make it any earlier. And I go, I'm just going to buy these 11 p.m. tickets because I feel like I have to snatch these. And she goes, I'm not seeing it at 11, 8, 11 p.m. That movie's three fucking hours. Movie, you fucking wag job. And it's a Thursday night, you asshole. Yeah. What like, do you think? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it's a three-hour movie. That would never have occurred to me. I'd be like, fuck it. Let's go. Dude, the AMC by my house, it was showing 1 a.m., 2 a.m. showings, meaning you're there till 5 in the morning. And then in the regular theater where it's not reserved seatings, they had showings every 15 minutes from like 6 o'clock to 11. It was like 6, 6.15, 6.45, 7, 7.15, just rolling, rolling uh, showings of this thing. And they're all probably going to fucking fill up. Last week, Let, we, let, me, let yeah. me ask you guys this because yeah. I've got the numbers in front of me. Yeah. Two questions. Yes. Domestic gross. Yeah. So Infinity War was number four all time at six seventy eight, Black Panther seven hundred, Avatar seven sixty, Star Wars: The Force Awakens nine thirty six. Oh, total domestic. Domestic. Where where is Avengers Endgame? Star Wars made almost a billion dollars domestically. Yep. I don't think it's beating Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna beat. I don't think it's gonna beat Star Wars. I, I think. What I did think Infinity it, War it could, make? Seven sixty eight, six seventy eight. Well, okay. I think it can get. Fuck. Close to Avatar. So Avatar was 760. 760. I think it's going to beat Avatar. I think it'd be 800. 800. I wow. think you can. Yeah, it would be nice to see it beat Avatar. 800 domestic. I think people are going to see this multiple times. Right. That's the thing is how many showings can you get in at this three hour runtime? Is that going to affect the viewing? That's the only thing I think is. But Avatar was three hours too. Yeah, Avatar and was long. Well, all this does is for theaters is it boxes out every other movie that's trying to get a screen that weekend, the next weekend for okay, a few weekends. Here's the next question. Yes. Worldwide, yeah, Avengers Infinity War two point four eight billion, two point oh four eight. I think it. Oh, I think it beats that. I think it definitely goes two point one, two point two, two point three billion. Well, okay, so Star Wars is two point oh six eight. Oh shit! Titanic was two point one eight seven. Fuck. 
and Avatar was 2.788. So Avatar is the leader. 2.7 it made? Almost, Almost 2.8. Fuck. Close to 3 billion. billion. Fuck. Well, I would say it's going to probably either tie Avatar or beat it. Wow. So, well, yeah, worldwide. Because, yeah. Think about it. Avatar, no one knew what it was before until it came out. Yeah. All everybody right. is so, waiting for this. So this is going to have this everybody's trying to blow their load right now to get the tickets right now. So um I think that this if it's good, if it sucks then they, we're talking about something completely different, but if it's really good, people want to go see it a, a few times, yeah, it it's going to it's going to be that Does the fact that people are offering on eBay pairs of tickets going for like $9,000, That's That's $5,000. Don't be an idiot. Buy a, a Showtime. Why? <laughs> One of these is at <laughs> Chicago, Chicago yeah. Skokie, and it's not even opening night. I was like, who would fucking pay for this? You know, it's uh, an interesting stat, though. Yeah. So Star Wars made the most domestically. 45% of its gross was domestic. Yeah. The other, 50, the other 54% was international. That's considerably lower than the other movies yes infinity war was over 66 percent international gross 70 almost 70 percent of its of titanic's gross was international and 72 percent of avatar's gross was international. i'm gonna say this avengers so is a international bigger property well, I'm just say internationally star wars isn't as big it's not no avengers this marvel property is way bigger internationally than star wars remember china didn't know what the fuck star wars was it does nothing in china and if that's your movie why, does nothing in china to, that's why they're trying to make it more diverse yeah, but they don't care. It's too late. They didn't yeah, grow up late. with this. Like China does not give a fuck. Uh, so this is much bigger awareness internationally. So last week we talked that opening weekend, they're saying 800, 850 million worldwide. They now have projections for opening weekend domestic. They're saying 200 to 250 million debut domestic. I think that's low because uh, Infinity War opened to 257 opening weekend domestic. I think they're being conservative with their 200 to 250. This thing could hit 300 million. Well, the only thing, as Rugboy mentioned, and unless a lot of theaters are showing multiple screens, I mean, that extra 30 minutes does cut into how many times you can show this movie. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's that's the one weakness that it has. Infinity War was, what, 240? So it's like 20. Oh, it was 230? I only mm. know that because I watched the other Avatar, I think. How long was Avatar. Avatar was long. It was about a three-hour movie. It, the thing about Avatar is it came out in December. Yes. And it had legs because nothing at that time was competing against yeah. Avatar. Yeah, and you had uh, the winter holidays. People Actually, out. Avatar wasn't even three hours either. It was 240. Mm. This movie, mm, I don't know. Yeah, we'll so that, that's, a, that's a huge uh, crutch that it has to like. What's the last three-hour movie that was a big deal? The Lord I mean, of the Rings movies? Like, Those are pretty think, long. Uh, Bat, it was, one of the Batman was close to three hours. Well. No, which one? Was it 245 or something like that? Dark Knight uh, Rises? That might. Let me check that. I, I mean, at two, I think. Three hours is a long time. It's a long I mean, I'm, time. I'm but, loving it. Yeah. I think it's. You're not going to know. It feel like it's three hours. It's going to go by. Dark Knight Rises was an hour, two hours and 45 minutes. 245. So it's just 15 minutes. And you also have to remember in that, that runtime includes the credits. The credits are usually yeah. like 10 fucking 10, 12 minutes of credits. So it's really not yeah, going to be three hours. People are sitting through them to see we these fucking... Be, yes, because now there's fucking three post-credit scenes. You're going to sit through well, all this but bullshit. But the, the point still stands, and run. You, the, the credits have to show before you can show another yeah, showing now of the movie. Yes. There's a way for them to like flip theaters and have those... I forget how they do it, but nothing else can be playing at these theaters. That's the problem. The demand for this is so huge, they have to put this at every screen. No other movie can possibly exist. 
for, and this thing is going to be monster. Okay, so that brings up my next point that I wanted to talk about was Captain Marvel joins the Billion Movie Club. Oh, shit. For Marvel. It did it in 26 days. So right now it's sitting at, what is it? 359 domestic, 644 international, giving it wow. a, just over a billion dollars. Well, we all predicted it would hit a billion. Uh, so I, it, I think we did. Yes. I no, I think everyone yeah, uh, said it will eventually hit a billion. Yeah, and it did. It did in good time. Was it fast? I was wondering what were the fastest movies to a billion dollars. I found this article. Uh, from Business Insider or Forbes, 16 movies that made a billion at the box office, the fastest. Seven of these movies are Marvel movies. Oh, shit. Out of the Marvel top- MCU? Yes. Okay. Out of the top 16. Captain Marvel 26 Days comes in at number 15 on the list. Avatar is at number eight, taking 19 days. The number one fastest movie to a billion, Avengers Infinity War, 11 days. I think Endgame breaks that record. It does it in like seven to 10 days. That's very to possible. A, to a billion. It's possible, yeah. If it's making $800 million the first weekend out. Uh, I say it does it in eight. I'd say, yeah. Seven China eight. gets it two days early. Yes, early. that's the yeah. other thing. It comes out in China on the 24th. So there's going to be spoilers. And that all rolls into this opening weekend international total by the time Monday comes around. It's looking at $850 million. It's going to hit a billion. Yeah, seven to ten days, eight days, nine days. No problem. It's got to be insane. It's going to just crush every record. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what I happens. fucking can't wait. Listener, the conversation continues, and you can join it over on our social medias. Join us on uh, Instagram at Jock and Nerd, Twitter at Jock and Nerdcast, or join our awesome Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. Close group just for our listeners. You get to hang out with all of our hilarious, really cool, fun listeners. Quick congrats to Lisa Morrison for winning her hockey team finals in a tiny little cup. They won <laughs> tiny little cup, and she's a fucking hockey goalie, which is badass. Hey, Lisa yeah. Morrison is a champion. Holy shit. No one can take that away from her. She right. is the champion. Uh, it's awesome. Good for you, Lisa. Congratulations. She was drunk, and she posted it on the on the Facebook, and there's nothing wrong with that. We'd love to see when you guys do fun stuff. All right. Let's move on to the other big thing that broke this week. Uh, our first look at Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker in this R-rated, low-budget, Elseworlds movie that's not part of the DC Universe, a one-off. This is a teaser trailer. Rugs, did you see this one? I did. Okay, well then let's start with you. What did you think uh, of this different take on the Clown Prince of Crime? The only thing that bothers me about this is Todd Phillips. Really? You don't like the Todd Phillips? No, I'm just saying, like, I don't really expect a movie um, of the caliber that we're supposed to think that this is from Todd Phillips. I think he's going to surprise you because, so this is a guy who did, who's comes from old school and The Hangover. Two movies I like. Due date and all, you know, every movie. Don't, with, don't, don't forget about Road Trip. Road old Trip. Old school. Uh, yes, old school. Movies with Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis. But look, Hangover. The Hangover series has a little bit of darkness. It's kind of like a dark oh comedy. Oh, my God. Imran. Come on, Imran. I think you'll, su- I think you'll <laughs> oh surprise us. We're talking about like an auteur filmmaker yeah. versus a guy who makes pretty funny movies that I enjoy watching over and over it again. It is a weird pick. And this trailer, though, really <laughs> reeks of yeah, like... Wait, 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 wait. You got to back up. Yeah. You tried to make 
an analogy from Hangover that he could, from the watching the Hangover, you think he can do the Joker? That's yeah, a he's not Aronofsky. Okay, from, come on. Well, from what I see in this trailer, I see that he made surprises. The potential is I, there. I know, but don't you you can't cite Hangover as his as potential for the Joker. But Zach Galifianakis is such like, a tragic nothing, character. We've seen nothing from him that could that says that he could do this. Even if you want to, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the hangover. benefit of the doubt that he could do this, but sure. based on this trailer, why a not? Bit. Sure, why not? But it it, but, it, re, it looks like a Scorsese movie a little bit, you know? Right. So I kind of I kind of dug that. Okay, what else? Uh, what else did you think, Anthony? What did you think of this? Go ahead. Um, well, I have two two thoughts on it. Todd Phillips for me wasn't a name until I just literally clicked on his name right now. So <laughs> that wasn't a factor for me. Yeah. I will give it credit in this sense, and it's a trailer, so who knows how it's really going to play out? It's a teaser. It looked hey, trailer teaser. Suck my dick. Okay. <laughs> um. It does, I, and I'm stealing this from my friend Chris Sotelo, but I completely agreed with him. It felt like a movie. It just felt like a movie, not a superhero movie. Yes. It just felt like an interesting movie about yeah. a person that is crazy, and it felt like something that, that you could almost see premiere at like a Sundance Absolutely. or some sort of indie thing. So that I, I enjoy. Now, there's a part of me, though, that goes... I don't really care for a Joker mm-hmm. origin story. So in that sense, I'm not as on board with this as I would be other things, just because I'm not, my preference on the character is, is, is that we don't know his origin. So for me, this felt more like a crazy person movie rather than what I want to see, which is not a Joker movie. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I'm torn, but I love the fact that you would never guess that this is like a DC super comic book movie. Like I that, love yeah, that's that's the point of way. Yeah. See, like the way that I think about this film is that Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Great actor. And that is probably the selling point. Yeah. It's big right. Because he does not ever disappoint in a movie. Even when he does crazy batshit stuff, it's still fucking great. And he's picky about what he does. And um, so I have, I just watched him in a movie. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. Is no, I don't know. It was a weird title. Um, but he was like a guy who like hunts down people who kidnap kids. Ooh, you were never really here. I oh, think that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was fucking great in that movie. Yeah. And um, the only thing that's bad about this movie is it's called the Joker. Like, if it wasn't about, yeah, if you don't have that correlation between the Joker. Like the the Batman Joker, yeah, and it's just a movie about Joaquin Phoenix going crazy and killing people or doing something crazy, dude. I would watch this movie a thousand times. It's the only thing that's that's kind of like okay. Now I have to now relate this to the Joker. Now they got to shove all this right. Batman. Did this need to be a Joker movie? It's kind of weird. I mean, it does uh, it it the joke it hurts and it helps. So it, it has that baggage of being associated with the Joker. So now you have that expectation. Like for me. By the end, when he has the co- the music, the uh, the the makeup and the hair, yeah. I'm like, I don't really like this makeup and hair for the Joker. So, but that's the baggage it has. Yeah. But me personally, I'm never even going to check this out unless it's called the Joker. So mm. there's that push and pull. It it is a study of a man who descends into madness and decides the best way to deal with it is to become a clown. Which it's interesting because it mirrors Batman's psychology. A man who goes down to madness, wants to fight crime, decides the best way to do it is to dress up like a bat. So I like the kind of the mirroring. This is like Joker year one. Like Joker begins. At first when I watched this, I was like, huh, okay. 
I wasn't really sure, wasn't really sold. The more I watch it, the more I, I've appreciated just the look of it and the cinematography and uh, the fact that he's so fucking skinny and lost so much weight. Yeah, it's disturbing. Weird. He's like bathing his mom in the beginning. It's very creepy. Uh, yeah, he's got like an edible thing going on. Uh, and, and well, he keeps like lifting up his, putting his fingers in his mouth and making smiles. That kid that he does the smile, that's fucking Bruce Wayne. Oh, shit. Are you sure? Yes. That's the kid who's listed as playing Bruce Wayne in the credits. You see Arkham State Hospital, which is probably what Arkham Asylum was before. Uh, Wayne, uh, you know, and you see so Thomas Wayne running. Maybe he's the guy that influences the Joker. So that's the other thing. You know how in the comics there was like, there's like three Jokers and there's the whole thing where the Joker's immortal and he's passed down his spirit and blah, 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 blah. I don't like that. I don't know. I do love the time period, this 80s Gotham that's just New York. Uh, and I kind of dug the purple suit and the, the makeup, how it was at the end. Him dancing. There's a couple of things that are very Joker. Him dancing down the stairs when he's looking at himself in the mirror. It's very Joker. And then De Niro as the talk show host is also very interesting because it reminds me of Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, Martin Scorsese well, films. The Dark Knight Returns where he goes on Letterman and kills everybody yeah, in the crowd. In the comic book. Yes. And it reminded me of that. He gasses everyone. So I am so intrigued. I don't know if I'm sold, but it is. It's did this. Need, do I want to sympathize with the Joker? Do I want, do I want him to be the per I mean, he's been a protagonist. He had his own series for a hot second in the 70s. We love the villain. I think that it's art, so you can do whatever you want. Yes. You can watch a movie and analysis of someone evil as something interesting to watch. I think that that's fine. So they've said this is a one-off. Do you think if this thing does really well and make money that we will see him return no, as the Joker? never. So this is never. a one and done. See, I think that he's not the Joker as we know it. He is a dude who inspires the Joker. The real Joker. Okay. The well, actual yeah. Joker that we know and love. Um, now, Anthony said that he would not like to know the origin of the actual Joker. Right. Um, now, Imran, do you want to know the the origin of the Joker? And what would be the origin that you would go by? Well, would be like a, th there's been a lot of different ones. You know, everywhere, everything from him being pushed into a vat as a failed comedian by Batman to the and that's what that's in the killing that's joke. killing joke. The original one had nothing to do with Batman. He he robbed a place and he swam through some fucking chemical sludge. Uh, but then you have him actually being the Red Hood and the head of a crime uh, uh, mob. And but uh, and this one, he's not. This is makeup again. Like but like Heath Ledger, that was makeup and it was amazing. So does he necessarily need to fall into acid? No, I don't know. I like it that it's multiple choice. Just like he says in the Killing Joke, the lines like, "If I have to have an origin, I want it to be multiple choice." Uh, I'd rather not know definitively, but. Here now, we have his name, Arthur Fleck. This is going to be, or is it? We don't know. Is the See, if I was going to write the Joker, I wouldn't make him a sympathetic character at all. Yeah. I would make him evil from birth. But he didn't really know that he's evil. He's just been, he was always a kid that was manipulative and had uh, took joy and laughed at other people's uh, mm. demise mm -hmm. and, and pain. So he would, like, challenge his parents and then eventually challenge those teachers and eventually just do sick jokes to them. And then his whole life, he's just this, he never was anything else. He was always this thing. Like it was birthed by the world. He was this universe. force. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer my Joker to be 
So like in the trailer, I'm wa- I was rewatching. Yeah. He's it. It looks like he gets bullied a little bit. He gets for me, bullied. For me, yeah. for me, I, I don't like also having sympathy for the Joker. I like him as being a, this force of nature. Yeah. He's kind of just a tornado that gets thrown into things all the like all the different all all different times, and people just have to deal with him and react to it. But this looks like it's explaining how that Joker comes to be. Yeah, I don't really. like. That. I don't want to know. I I want. I like my Joker is the type of Joker. That from very early on, just thought of every, literally thought of life as a joke, and if there is no consequences to anything, then this is all a joke, and I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, Yeah. it looks like maybe like the mom dies, and that's ultimately when he snaps, and that he does want to make people laugh. It does look interesting. What did you think of his laugh? I kind of like the laugh. It was all right. It seems sincere. Already better. Seems sincere. It seemed no. It seemed like a hearty, unlike Jared Leto's stupid fucking laugh. He's already better. Than Jared Leto Joker. Well, you can see the difference. It's yeah. just from a, a real actor to a yeah. guy who can do okay acting. That's yeah. what's got me most excited is fucking Joaquin Phoenix, dude. He does not. I mean, that's disappoint. the big draw for yeah. this is you got Joaquin Phoenix doing the Joker. So also starring Zazie Beats, Robert De Niro, Bill Camp, Francis Conroy, Bette Cullen, uh, and Mark Marin coming out October 4th. Now we are not done with Jokers, people. There's a lot of Joker shit going on. I just mentioned Jared Leto's Joker. I would love to see Joaquin Phoenix Joker kick the shit out of Jared Leto's Joker. Can we have that done? Oh, Can we get that in the movie? <laughs> he may not be done. Uh, set report saying on Birds of Prey movie, they saw a guy, a body double, dressed up as Jared Leto Joker oh, no. on the set of Birds of Prey. Now, whether this is a cameo where you know him and Harley kind of finally break up. It'll be Jared Leto's Joker, but it won't be Jared Leto. Right. And it'll just be like a shot from far away yes. that they'll kind of use to tell a story like in a flashback or something. Whether it's him or not, the fact that they're still using his character is I, they may have to just put a pin on it and, and wrap it up. But I don't I, even want to see it'd that. Be fu- I think it'd be funny if they had his character, maybe not Jared Leto, because I don't know if he'd agree to do this, yeah. but have someone body double him and then have Margot Robbie within the first scene just acknowledge what everyone thinks and just smash him in the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Just, just basically yeah. just knocking out this version of the Joker from the universe. As if to say, you're done, bitch. Yeah, as, well, as if to say, yeah, we fucked up. Yeah. That was a oh, mistake. Yeah. We killed you. He doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. This one doesn't exist. He wasn't the real Joker. Get out of here. So after Joaquin Phoenix, we may see that Joker. And then it, there's still more. There are two episodes left in the final season of Gotham where Batman, he will show up in the cowl in the last episode and uh, Jerome slash Jeremiah Velasco played by Cameron Moynihan, who has been, is he, is he not Joker? They've released an image of the, uh, this Joker, their take on the Joker. And it's a way more scarred up, fucked up looking white face with thinning green hair. Uh, it's it's disturbing, it's creepy, but they're just throwing everything at the wall in this show, of course. I just thought it was interesting that there's fucking Joker shit everywhere. It looks horrible. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think of this Joker? As bad <laughs> as like the shit. Bane that they showed. Looks like shit. Uh, they did, can I spoil yeah, one a, thing? That's a really bad Joker. They did on Gotham. I'm going to spoil something. Spoiler alert. They brought in Bane, and he looks like a shitty, like, punk robot guy. It's horrible. He does break someone's back. Can you guess whose back he broke? 
He Alfred's back. Alfred. He picked up Alfred and threw him against the pole as if to break his back. I was this, like, this Bane looks terrible. The Bane is horrible. The Joker looks better than the Bane, but this this character has been so confusing. There have been brothers. I don't know what the fucking deal is. Uh, so is there too many Jokers? Blake Braden posted in our Facebook group. Uh, he said, do you think we have reached Joker fatigue in movies? We had Cesar Romero in, in movies in 1966. That doesn't count. Oh, that's Cesar not movies. Jack count. Nicholson in 89. Since 2008, we've had, we've had four three Jokers. different Jokers, not counting Mark Hamill. Three. Maybe find a different villain for a little bit. Let the Joker character rest. You don't count the video games or the fucking. You can't TV count Mark shows. Hamill or Cesar Romero. So now you only have the four. Technically, well, at this point, the Joker's almost. I mean, yeah, you could give it a rest, but it's almost at the point where it's kind of an honor to play. Like people want to see different itinerations. Of He's it. just as iconic as Batman, right? And so, well, known. seeing Nicholson's itineration, then Heath Ledger. Everyone curiously looked at Leto's that failed, but the big draw for this is Joaquin Phoenix's interpretation of it. And I think that it works for this movie because he is as well known as Batman, and people will be interested. Whether they, you know, they they want to know the bad guy or not to see this Joker, just on awareness. If Heath Ledger didn't die, yeah, we would have another Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, movie. yeah, we would. Yeah, that would be a definite lock. That would definitely. They would have gave him a solo movie right away. That's true. So, um, but he's dead. I, I mean, they would have no. given him a solo movie, but he would definitely have a role in part. Yeah, of that they would definitely could keep on milking that cow forever. So, look, I got to say, my favorite is Nicholson, Heath Ledger, and I love Cesar Romero from '66. Why? Because he painted his mustache white. <laughs> yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> and he lo- and I was a kid, and he looked like the comic book Joker. The, his laugh was great. Uh, it was like the first on-screen Joker. I'll never forget seeing him. Uh, so I always loved that Joker. The fucking Gotham Joker, boo, and Jared Leto, boo. And I think... I think I like the horror aspect of Jack Nicholson. Yeah. But I like Heath Ledger's uh, insanity. Like his mind games. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, you, if you took both of those Jokers and you mixed Put them, them together, up together, yeah. you'd have the perfect Joker. Joker here. Smilex. Yeah. Those two are great. I think Joaquin may add uh, another great Joker. I'm hoping. Well, it'll be different. It will be different. This is a definitely a different, fresh take. One thing you could say about this Joker movie, they're not fucking copying Marvel. They're finally kind of doing their own thing, uh, and I hope it works out for them. I mean, yeah, their, see. their thing is making just now they're just doing solo movies. Yeah, and seeing don't where worry they about go. it. Yeah. See what sticks, and then we'll go from there. Uh, last couple of things. The DC Universe had a big announcement, the app at WonderCon. You guys, we've been complaining about how they should put all their comic books on the app. Uh, they've At least. They've announced, I think, that they are putting all their comic books on the app. They're going to add 20,000 issues from the archives. New books will come out 12 months after they hit the comic book store shelves. Great. So it's going to be a huge increase in their archive. Uh, does this make it worth it more now, even though we already paid for it? Do you think now... This and Swamp Thing premieres May thirty first. Uh, Doom Patrol is awesome. If I read comic books, it'd be great. I'm, I think it's kind of exciting that they're adding. You these. read them, Imran, on DC Universe app. I, I, if I had time, I would. I have paper floppy comics that I haven't got to. Occasionally, I'll pull up a couple of pages, but well, I never who's have reading time. them on our DC app? Is that Anthony? I don't read them. No. no. Every once in a while, I go on the DC app, and people will be in mid issue. I yeah, I see that too. I don't know who's reading that. 
It's not me. <laughs> I do. A, I've done <laughs> a couple of those. Doing it. Everyone. Does somebody else have a Who fucking... are you giving the fucking password? Everybody. To? I put it in the last week's email. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, does this, uh, what do you, does this change your, your... I think it's a step forward. It's a step forward. I definitely, I think, but I think they need more content too. Well, they're going to get in terms something. Of, in terms of TV viewing. Yeah. So yes, I, I think this was this is a good step. And it's only, what, four or five bucks? It's $8 a month. Oh, well, then, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no? no, no or that's $75 not. for a year if you buy it for a year. Uh, they, I, need to, they, need to be, they need to be under five bucks. Mm. ESPN Plus, I think, is at four or five bucks. You know, they need to be at four. What if Disney bucks. Plus comes in at like eight bucks? Is that too much for Disney Plus? No, because Disney Plus has not only Marvel, they have uh, Pixar, they have Disney actual movies. They got DC only has DC. That's a good point. It's a good point. Yes, but this isn't Warner Brothers. It's, very, Universe. it's not Warner it's Brothers. DC. It's DC. I'm look. I'm looking forward to the Swamp Thing show. I love Swamp Thing. I fucking love Doom Patrol. This Doom Patrol I need to watch show. That. It's so good. Oh my god. It's better than Titans. I haven't been watching. I thought it's quirky. It's weird. I love it. It's got lots of personality. Uh, I'm really, and then the Young Justice will have a second part. Ah, uh, there'll be stuff coming out. Keep working on it, DC. But that's a big step. Put 20,000 comics in the archives. And then last thing, listener, by the time you hear this, Shazam will be out in the theaters. Shazam. Shazam. It comes out today? Comes out today. Yeah, as we record Thursday, April 4th. I will Friday, see April it 5th. tomorrow. Oh, you will. I may get to see it tomorrow. I have absolutely no plans to see it. You well, better see it, it before we review it next week, you motherfucker. When are we reviewing it? Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Why in Tuesday? Because, because of scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Oh, you're going somewhere. I'm going somewhere and he can't do Wednesday. I can't do Wednesday. Because he, he does this show called Trivia Geeks. Plug that in, run. Yes, Trivia Geeks, where I host <laughs> no. a podcast game show where the points don't matter because I just make them up. It's a lot of fun. Trivia Geeks live, and we're recording episodes. All right, so I got to see it Monday. Then. Yes. Yep. All right. Okay, so right now... <laughs> Glad we sorted that out on the air so the listener knows our habits. Uh, 93% meter. Wow. On RT. What's the average rating? 7.36 out of 10. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, so I believe it has a couple of post-credit scenes, a mid-credit scene, and a scene at the end. So I'm looking forward to this. I, don't, I hope it doesn't get buried amongst the Game of Thrones and the Endgame it will. It's a Terrible time to release this movie, but it's going to we'll be see. a quick in and out. Also, I thought it was balls for DC Warner Brothers to put out this Joker shit right after Avengers Endgame tickets went on sale. But I think it worked in their favor. People were still talking about it. Oh, maybe it did not get so buried. I feel like people were excited and they were like, look, people are talking about this. Let's put this out. They're like, oh, by the way, we got this R rated dark thing over here. So good on them. Good balls for this movie. Maybe uh, they have high hopes for it. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, listener. Play some promos, and then, oh, we're going to rank the whole motherfucking MCU right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is Gerald and my buddy right across from me, as always. Andy. We are two peas on a podcast, and we want to invite you to join us weekly as we discuss. What do we talk about? We talk about a little bit of everything. We I do. mean, we talk about too much. Events, we talk about too politics, much politics, sports. We, we talk, even talk about sports. We're dudes. We yeah, talk we talk about, about too much stuff. In fact, don't join us. It's too much. <laughs> it's too complicated. I think you're confusing uh, them, Gerald. <laughs> we are a weekly podcast discussing current events, pop culture, hot topics. Hot. The topics uh, are hot. Not the retail store. 
just uh, Hot Topics. Well, oh, I used to anything, love, that was a great story. If anything happened at Hot Topic, we would discuss that as well. You want to get your black Metallica shirt and some studded earrings? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, my name is Gerald and my buddy Andy, and you can catch us on Two Peas on a Podcast. Please go to our website. It's twopeasonapod.com. Check it out. Check us out on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod and subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. We hope to hear you listening. Is that, we can't we can't <laughs> yes. do that though, can we? No, we can do. We can hear them uh, listening. I, we we hope to see <laughs> that you listen via yes. our stats or whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, but check us out. Two peas right. on a podcast, guys. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Store Clerk Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps and on top of all that you'll get free access to our indie talk you'll hear us speaking with directors producers actors comic book creators and artists about their experiences don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the facebooks and the twitters told them not to go in the water Listener, if you enjoy the show, if we've made you chuckle or guffaw or chortle or laugh and milk comes out of your nose and you didn't even drink milk, well, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. You'll be helping support the show with a generous monthly donation and you get lots of stuff, bonus content. Uh, everyone gets access to an exclusive RSS feed that has bonus content, instant reactions, whole episodes, early access to the weekly shows. This show and Anthony spinoff show all come out there first. And April is a great time to sign up because we're running an April Patreonathon pledge drive. Talking nerd. Uh, or something. That's what I'm calling it. We're trying to get 15. We're, base- we're basically, what is it, Jerry Lewis? Yeah, it's like a Jerry Lewis telethon. We've got. Old ladies in the backgrounds on dial-up phones, uh, uh, or on uh, r- rotary phones, just waiting <laughs> for your phone call. Yeah. Paul, Nancy, and Bertha are waiting to take your call now. You'll Hello, Jack and Ned. First five callers will get a beautiful toaster oven. Would you like to be a patron? <laughs> for $100, you'll get a tote bag and a subscription to the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> Yes, we have these wildlife <laughs> flashcards that are one of a kind, and you'll get a, a a coin, a rug boy coin from the Franklin Mint. For $75, this guy will come to your house. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Okay, here's what's really What do you really get? What are you, 15 new patrons? If we get 15 new patrons by the end of April... All new patrons and whoever increases their support in the month of April, even if it's by a dollar, you will be entered into a random drawing for a Jock and Nerd prize package. Jock and Nerd! That consists of a Jock and Nerd podcast t-shirt, Jock and Nerd stickers. You get to force us to watch and review any movie you want. And we will do a video shout out from the three of us just for you, just like Cameo, only it won't cost you $150. You will win it. So far, I want to say thank you to our new patron this week, Rokas Lusinskas. Talking nerd. But I'm, we had another dude named Rokas Barokas. You know Rokas Barokas? 
He's on Why our face. Why does he does Rokas Lucinskas know Rokas Barokas? I don't know if they're the same person or they're related because I think Rokas Barokas is on the Facebook group. This may be Rokas. Anyways, thank you, Rokas. And the amazing, talented, awesome person, Dope Pope. Check him out on Instagram. He's an amazing digital artist. Sent us another $100 donation. Oh, shit. Because he is awesome. Thank you guys so much. You're both in the drawing right now. You have a 50-50 chance of winning, each of you. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> Let's make it a little bit harder for them, listener. To sweeten the deal, we're putting up a lot of bonus content this month. Yeah. For example, right now, you will find all three of our separate MCU ranking episodes on Patreon. Geek boner. One from me, one from Anthony, and one from Rugboy. And Rugboy's is nice and short and succinct where it took me and Anthony like half an hour to get these. Yeah, that's going to be an over an hour and a, almost an hour and a half of that's uh, bonus content, man. Bonus content. Right and there. they're very interesting. I listened to all of them and it's really neat how people have different reasons. The process you guys went through to do it. It's really cool. Great. Listen, uh, sign up for that. But not only that, coming up will be instant reactions to the movies Shazam Endgame, and I'm going to try to put out something for every episode of season eight of Game of Thrones. Instant reaction for every episode, whether it'll be all three of us, one of us, two of us, we might get guests. I'm going to attempt to do one for each, and then we'll talk about it on the show later, but you will hear it right away. You will hear us in the parking lot after watching Shazam and Endgame, what we thought about the movie. It's kind of cool. Those are really hard to do because your mind is a jumbled mess, but sign up now, jockandair.com slash Patreon. Let's get to the main event. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. So, like Ooh. I mentioned, our separate MCU rankings on Patreon are there. What we're going to do for you now is give you the show's cumulative rank. Yes. Me- meaning Anthony took all the numbers and uh, did some math. Was there a spreadsheet involved? I don't know how this oh, yeah. works. Oh, yeah. spreadsheet. How does this work? Yeah, did he give us the uh, the math math and stuff? It's very easy, really. It is kind of simple. take all three of our scores and divide it by three. Yeah. And then you do that with every movie. And then you kind of see where it lines up. And from, you go from greatest to least. So. And it gave you a definitive list? It gave me the, the definitive list for us three. And all of our lists are different, and this list will be even more different because it's cumulative, but it'll be interesting ranking. It'll be, it's the jock and nerd ranking. It is the jock and nerd podcast ranking. So, of course, wow, science. there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You have been warned just in case we say yeah, something. We're going to spoil you on our rankings. And the crazy thing about this, the last time we did this, was way back in episode 35 in August of 2015. There was only 12 movies and Obama was president. Oh, shit. That's how long ago it was. Damn. Yeah. A lot's changed since August of 2015. And with that, Anthony, you have the rank. You have the numbers. You have the power. I don't know what it is. I'm going to hand it over to you. Take us through this. Maybe we'll make some quick comments on each movie and move on to the next movie. So... Let's just start. We're going to start from the top, meaning the, the, the bottom. bottom. <laughs> yes. Oh, speaking Although, of bottoms. Their bottom is, is very weak. I just had to play that. These are the weaker ones. These are the weak sure. bottoms. At number 21, the only movie where we all agreed upon a ranking for, yeah. but it was not the 21st ranking for all of us, 
Thor the Dark World. Ah, interesting. We, well, all, we all thought it was number 20, but it start, It ends up at 21 on the list. And I believe none of the other movies match up. Nobody had the same ranking. No one ranking else had the same rankings except this one. It's very wow. interesting. Not, this, not the, amongst the three of them. We did have a couple where two people ranked at the same, but not all right, three. Right, not across the board. this movie. So at number 21, yeah. Thor the Dark World. It's a no-brainer, even though I love the end of it with the twist with Loki. It's the only good part. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I don't remember hating it. I just remember, like, it was not the greatest. We should say, we all said in our things, even a bad Marvel movie is better than a lot of movies. Yeah, like, these movies are not, like, dog shit, like, DC movies, but, like... Yes. Um, <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. They're, like, okay like, to uh, good. They're, like, okay. They're, they're all decent films, yeah. but they all have their problems. Coming in at number 20, The Incredible Hulk, The Forgotten Stepchild. Of yes, I, for, I forgot that was a movie until General Ross came back into the picture. But I didn't dislike that movie. I just think that it needed to be longer. Look, Norton is good he, as Banner. Yeah, I mean, there was like, there was like a lot of the Hulk stuff in there, and they just needed to have a throw more money at it and have it be bigger. But they just like blew their load on the big Hulk movie that everybody hated with Ang Lee. Yeah, that so and they, also Iron Man came out that same year. Yes, yeah, and Iron Man Iron Man came out I think a month about a month and a half before. So they didn't really know like the tone was there was yeah, no they're still figuring it. out the MCU. I think. Yeah, yeah, but I don't dislike that movie either. I I've watched that many times. It's not a bad movie. I'll watch yeah. it if it's on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we have a tie for number nineteen. Oh snap! So at, at tied at number nineteen is Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh okay, and Iron Man three. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I think Ant- Iron Man score. three is one of the worst ones because. Of what they did with the Mandarin, they took a great character and they fucking wiped their ass with it, <laughs> and uh, and then they had that ending where he's jumping in and out of the suits, and yep. I just didn't think, I, and I didn't like that. I thought it was weird. I, I got to point out that uh, Pepper Potts falls into this fire is the part I hated the most <laughs> with her bra on, and and. Emerges it's, still clothed with a bra. It's flame retardant. Adam Morris knows about the flame retardant chemicals and cause. That's why. What really by the end of the, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this extremist bullshit!" And she's still alive at the end of the road. It's really annoying. I love seeing all the suits, but Shane Blackie. Now, Ant Man and the Wasp definitely deserves to be down here. Like I watched that movie again, and I was it kind of like made me upset. I was like, "This is a fucking nothing movie." What is the point yeah. of this movie? It's it was the movie. kind of. Is to kind of do Hope Van Dyne and get her like uh, pump her up a little bit. That was the reason. At number seventeen, Iron Man two. It's in, yeah, that's uh, probably one of the more disappointing movies in the Marvel universe. See, like I put it up higher because it was the introduction to Black Widow. Black uh-huh. Widow, uh, Don, and that like put Don Cheadle her on the map and gave her that gave us that character. You didn't and have it I much think, higher. Yeah, I had a little bit higher though. Yeah. At number sixteen. A movie we recently reviewed, Captain Marvel. Oh, shit. Captain Marvel's at 16, huh? Yeah, it's about right. Now, is it because we're all guys that we were rating it so low? Yeah, we're fucking sexist pigs. Well, I mean, the only movies with women in the title we ranked really low. (laughs) That's a good point. And the Wasp. It's a little low for me, but I'll take it. I'll accept it. At number 15, Thor. First Thor. First Thor. I like Thor. I like the first Thor. Mm-hmm. I actually like it a lot. Hemsworth saves that whole movie. Im- Imran had it the lowest. I did. All of us, yeah. So 
Blame that on him. Did, did I have it the highest? You did. Yeah. I haven't seen I do, it in I a while. I like that movie. I watch it like three or four times. Yeah. And I liked it every more every time I saw it. Yeah, I could use some more watches of that. Yeah. At number 14. Yeah. Uh, the movie with the second highest um, difference in opinion, Spider-Man Homecoming. See, this movie grew, has grown on me recently. Imran had that as a top 10 movie. Yes. Rugboy had that near the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it's probably like the third from the bottom. It's, just, <laughs> it's been on so much, and I've just watched it over and over again, and it's really grown on me. It's got a lot of emotion, a lot of heart. Fucking Michael Keaton is great. Uh, I don't know, and it's Spider Man. I just the scene with t- no, it's not. Like I think I, it, this this Spider Man is kind of they beat me down, and I'm like accepting this shitty Spider Man. You like anything with a spider on? Yeah, it. I like spider fucking <laughs> spider whatever spider rings. You're a fanboy. It's okay. Yeah, I'm Spider Man. I'm not gonna. It ruin grew it. on me. Yep, that's where that's at. <laughs> what is that? Fourteen Spider Man. Fourteen. All right, yeah, it's fine. Fourteen. It's fine. Still too high. <laughs> Number thirteen. Ant-Man. Ant-Man right in the middle, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically right in the middle. I had it a little higher. Spot. You yeah. have it a little higher, Rugs. Yeah. Because I felt like it was a uh, uh, it was a little bit of a a different kind of movie. It was like a heist movie. Yeah, like an indie indie heist feel. And Independent. It, was, it has its own persona, a little a little step differently. I love Michael Pena. I love Apart Paul from Rudd. the regular Marvel stuff. And it could have been a disaster given the Edgar Wright production that he'd been working on it for years, yeah. and they still it was, pulled it off. A, it was a little anticlimactic, but at the at the end of the day, uh, it was a good time at the movies. So, all right, so we have basically a tie for right in the middle. Okay, at number twelve, we have Avengers: Age of Ultron. Okay, uh-huh. so it's a middle line movie. All tied with Avengers: Age of Ultron is the movie that has the biggest difference of opinion between us. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had that one really low. You had that. Yes, he uh, did. You had that very low. That one yeah. has a twelve point difference. Mm. I had it in my top ten. Yeah, oh boy, I had that near the bottom. I think I had it like in the middle. Yeah. But so compared to Age of Ultron, so those are both the, those both got the same exact score. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Right? So now we're in the top ten. Yay! This is the creme de la creme of the Marvel Universe, according to us three. Yes. Right. <laughs> At number ten, Doctor Strange. Okay. That makes sense. I would I would agree with that. I, I, put, I think I put it at like eleven or something. Great you had visuals. That at number nine. Oh I did. Yeah, you like you had a top ten movie. Great oh, visuals, okay. great cast. Because I had I had a uh, bunch of lists. I know which one. <laughs> <laughs> I had that at number sixteen. Actually I had that at number eight. Uh no, wait, what? No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Right. Yeah, you edited top. T- I no, had it I up had, there. I had a. Li- I made a bunch of different lists. Did you really? Because I kept on moving shit around. Yeah. I'm like, no, that one I can't. No, actually, I'm like, then I actually seen that movie. Like, I was like, ask myself, have I seen this movie more than once? Right. And did I like it better? And then I said, oh, I like that movie. I saw that movie a bunch of times, so I, I had to switch things around. I had twenty. I was doing like, I was like, I was doing things because like. For example, like everybody hates Thor: The Dark World, you just immediately put it at the bottom. Right. But I'm like, is that really a bad movie? But I don't know. Yeah. So like, I had to like ask myself that question and rewrite the list a few times. So I got to make little flashcards. That's what I did. I made little yeah. cards. Yeah. The way I did it is I did bottom seven, middle seven, top seven, and I and that was much easier for me to go. Okay, I know these these seven are the yeah. bottom. I know these seven are the top. Okay, now everything else goes in the middle, and now I'm just going to rank them within within seven. those three sets. Yeah. yeah it's a good mm. way to break it down. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone to each his own though. 
So top 10 Doctor Strange. I think a lot of us probably had it up high because of the visuals and how it just looks different. Yeah. A little formulaic, but... Yeah. A little formulaic. Yes. Yeah. It was very formulaic, but the thing is, it was uh, acted well. Yeah. And it, it had visuals. It magic. It had unique stuff. Yeah, we got to see it some brought magic. something new into the fold. Yeah. Magic. Okay, so it had some originality as well. It had some funny laughs with the cape doing crazy shit. The cape is amazing. Yes. Forgot about that. And he got Wong. Uh, but, yeah, and Benedict Sniff's Crinkle Nut Butterflies is amazing. Butternut Crinkle Fries, whatever his name is. Wong? Wong? If it's not Wong, about? it's white. Uh, Eggs Benedict for Eggs the Cumberbund. Eggs Benedict oh. Cumberbund patch. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Cabbage patch. I appreciate you spelling that out for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number nine. Yeah. Captain America, the first Avenger. This is a great movie. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but I, I really did enjoy this movie. This it's a movie. Well, the heart and soul of this movie is Peggy Carter and Cap, and, Cap yep. and their relationship with Steve Rogers. And um, it it is a great period piece, and it has some, you know, cool. Uh, not the greatest action and all that type. That's where it falls flat. But it has some. The heart is there. Cool though. filmmaking. Yeah, and just the special effects of his head on the skinny body, like it still Fantastic. still holds up. Uh, if that third act, if they nail yeah, that third yeah, act, yeah. and it's not a montage scene yeah. of him fighting different yeah, things, yeah. This movie would have been a top five movie. I like me. that Red Skull looks like Red Skull. Like they could have uh, cheaped out. They, they, yeah, it, they didn't get Red Skull. They had they had they had his character, but they didn't have enough of him. No, they had no. to go just a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. They had I agree. to like milk it. A but this bit is better. one of the series of movies that, that that there's so many movies in this list that have made me care about characters I did not give a shit about. Even coming from reading comic books, like right. all of these Doctor Strange. I well, I knew Doctor Strange, but Cap and Iron Man. Uh, I didn't really get, and Thor, like, I didn't really give a shit about them, and I love these versions better than I the comic book. I liked Iron Man. I collected Iron yeah. Man. Doctor yeah, Strange, yeah, no. Captain America was never really my bag, even though I did like him when I read him in Avengers and stuff. Um, and uh, Ant-Man I didn't like. <laughs> in, the <comic> <laughs> in the comics, yeah. So, I mean, they do make you like things that you don't really give a shit about. Yeah. Like Thor, I was never hot on at all. Yeah, me neither. That's a, that's a skill right there. They definitely converted people. Speaking of Thor, that's a number eight. Thor Ragnarok. Yes, this is another movie that's grown on me even more. It's a fun I've, fucking movie. I've grown to respect what Tycho. I, I remember the initial review. I was like, eh, I don't really like all this comedy. And it still knocks it down a couple pegs for me, the comedy. being un, or the cutting, under, Undercutting the seriousness yes, yes. with comedy every time. I yes. didn't prefer that. Yes. But I do respect the fact that Taika Waititi recognized that Thor was kind of a bland character up to this point. And they just shook him up so much now that everyone likes him. And he works he works really well as this co comedic character. Hemsworth is amazing at playing comedy and drama. A lot of times, like in the Russo movies, the same scene, he can be kind of snarky and funny and, and serious. This is just slapstick, like slam the ball against the window, hits him in the head. Korg and Meek are great. The music, Led Zeppelin. Uh, it's fun to watch. Like, you can watch it over and over again. And then Hulk fucking talking? Come on. Yeah. I think that, um, it, like Anthony said, there is a huge drawback in this movie where there's too much comedy sometimes, and it does work against the story. But I also think that um, it is very rewatchable, and it is there is a charm to it. So, um, I still like wish it was a little bit more. I think, wish they they would at least handle the deaths of Thor's friends. I mean, differently. I, oh. 
You know, Odin dies, the hammer gets destroyed, Asgard is destroyed, and Korg's all like, oh, yeah, you need a foundation. Oh, no yeah, foundation. Just, there's no, there's nothing. There's nothing to, like, take that in. And I feel like it needs that. If it had that, it'd be a lot of, better of a film. But, but I um, love YTT's sensibility and the looks and the Jack Kirby uh, fucking great. I found it to be very fun, a fun movie. Jeff Goldblum, and it wasn't yes. still, like, none of the characters were, like, even though Thor was played to be an idiot, and he was silly. Uh, he was still Thor. You still were like believed that he could kick ass yeah, when yep, he had yep, to. Yep, yep. So um, they never like ruined the character to a point where like, okay, now he's just an idiot. They, they found a way to make him funny, and they eliminated the Shakespearean Whedon esque dialogue that he had in the Whedon films, where he talks, and you can't ever really relate to someone that talks like yeah. that. They they still made him sound regal, but they also made him sound like. Kind of a goof. Like, he's kind of just... He's well, kind of like hanging around humans all yeah. this time. Yeah, that, and also he's just kind of... He thinks he's being funny and stuff, and he's yeah. really just kind of like dad funny. Yeah, and it totally works. Like, in the first movie, he's a little too serious. But then in this one, it's almost... It's refreshing to see him just uh, let loose. And okay. Hemsworth is really good at the comedy, dude. Well, like, the character grew yes, from yes. the first Thor. Yes, he did. You know, so we, we're in a third movie now. He's been in Avengers. He's so he's had time to develop into a different, more likable character, and they did it at the right time. If they would have done this the second movie without the Avengers, it would be too much of a jump. Yeah, that's true. Good villain. So, Hella was a pretty good villain. I'll put up there as one of the she's all right, better villains. Yeah, right. she was fine. Let's go with. Uh, let's see here. Where are we at? Number seven on the list. Guardians of the Galaxy. Welcome back to the Marvel Universe, James Gunn. Yeah, that first Guardians is actually a pretty decent film. It's surprising how good it was and how much fun it was and uh, that he made a fucking talking raccoon in a tree like household names. Like, who doesn't know about fucking Rocket and Groot? It's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a good balance of of uh, comedy and a little bit of uh, heft. I, I think, the as you mentioned, Imran, the, the big thing is he basically made characters that were zero D-list and made them household names, and that's quite an accomplishment. He didn't have to work within the Marvel Universe, really? They're out in space doing their own thing? Well, that's like also like a, a, like a get-out-of-jail-free card. True. But you, You're but freed you up you so much to do whatever the, you want. But at least he didn't have the, the draw, the initial draw of, oh, I'm working with Iron Man. Right, right. right. He had to, but nobody, the thing is, no one was expecting this to be a box office smash. Right. There was not a, the amount of pressure, like... It was almost like a layup for him because, like, he could nowhere to go but up. Well, he could have really fucked this up, but this movie, I think, proved that Marvel really can do anything. I mean, but he couldn't have fucked up Guardians because there's nothing to fuck up. Oh, that's true. What he, what he would have fucked up is that they would have spent a lot of money and then they made no money back. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But the he just had to make himself. a movie that people enjoyed. Yeah, and he did that, and it was a very enjoyable. Film. Great music in both of the Guardians movies, so, and it's a very um, nuanced film too in terms yeah. of dealing with a boy that has been taken from his mother at a young age and has never dealt with the fact that he lost his mother. Yeah. And he finds it. Mommy issues family. and then daddy issues in the other movie. A lot of families in this. Num- number six, the only Academy Award winning movie, ah. Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? This is the only film that has won a non- couple of Oscars nominated for Best Picture. Uh, only, but only ends up number six on only our list. Only ends even though up be- number six, even though it's a best picture flick. Right? Why do you think that is? I look. It's outside of like the MCU genre. It's a fucking Oscar winning movie. 
but we're looking at these as like chapters in in a book and it doesn't you know it falls flat in the in the in the third act and panther is the least interesting character in the movie we've seen him better right right i agree but it's an amazing epic journey and refreshing to see how it was made and again all these movies in the top 10 they all have uh auteur directors with visions and marvel lets them take this vision but it's still kind of the marvel movie model but their voice is still there it's more evident and black panther was noteworthy for a variety of reasons yeah. that we've gone over, but it's definitely one of the first Marvel films that's tackled something like race. And even though it's not then the main, main, you know, it's not, it's not dwelled upon too much. They touch on it enough where you just think to yourself, Oh yeah. What if that's an interesting yeah. point that Killmonger is trying to make. Yeah. Like his means aren't the best, but he might be kind of right. I think that the biggest problem with this movie is that the ending is is not the greatest, and they kill off Killmonger. Yeah, why do they do that? They shouldn't have killed him off. That's totally he's like idea. top three MCU villain. Why are you killing him off? Yeah, and he had, he could be redeemed. He could have been so many ways. He could have gone. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but they could we, bring him back. It's comics. I know, but I mean, in I the span so. of this movie, though, yeah, it ruins the movie. Yeah. It's the the actual film yeah. and his whole line at the end is. I mean, even though it sucks that he died, his line about rather being would not wouldn't want to be in bondage because like, like his ancestors yeah. and jumping off the boat, throw me line, overboard. Yeah. yeah, they recognize it rather be it'd be better off to die. So then, a be be but a better punishment for him would have been to put him in chains. That's what he was afraid of, and then he would, he would make him suffer. I don't know. They should he bring knows. him back. He he had the. the he was dying already. Yes, yes. He took it yeah. out. And yeah. 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 yeah, All right, now we're in the top five. Ooh, top five. Top five MCU movies according to the cumulative rankings. At number five, the movie that started it all, Iron Man. Mm, all right, that's good. Top five, Iron Man. Iron. I think I had it somewhere in this area. I had, had it, it at four. I had it yeah. at uh, pretty. You had it at two, Imran. Yeah. I mean, these like this movie. If this movie wasn't a hit, none of this shit happens. Right. If this movie failed. We would not be here ranking 21 movies. Yeah, this movie movies. clicked very well. Amazing. Su- what a surprise it, it was it, when I first you know, saw it. No, it's always surprising to me because I hear it all the time and I wasn't fully in tune with the comics. I knew that Spider-Man was popular. I knew that the X-Men were popular. People always refer to Iron Man as a B-list character. I never thought of him like that, but I guess that was true, huh? Before this movie, even though he's like a founding fucking Avenger in the comics, but, but I guess I never thought of him like that. But I, I come from a guy, uh, a world where I collected Iron Man comics. Okay, I was like that was one of the guys I liked. I mean, that was a main title for M- for Marvel comics. But they always say that was a B-list guy. Yeah, I don't, movie. yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if he would be really B-list. He's just a another part I mean, if playing you, if, player. If you look at the the Marvel movies that were made, no one was running to make an Iron but Man movie. Right I, I, here's mm. where I disagree. Okay, Iron Man had his own fucking cartoon. Yeah. All right. So you don't you don't do a cartoon of a B list character. You do the Hulk, Spider Man, and Iron Man. Those are the three, and the X Men. Those are the three guys that had cartoons. And the Fantastic Four had a cartoon for a while. So if they if they gave him a cartoon in the '90s and a movie, like they made a movie of Iron Man, they made I think they made two movies of Wait, Iron they Man. They made an Iron Man movie in the '90s. Yeah, um, in in the t- early two thousands, they made a uh, oh the animated Iron movie. Man animated yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. So yeah, they yeah. were they they were like trying to get Iron Man off the ground for a while, 
into all this. So I think that that if it was a B character, they wouldn't do that. I think that they I thought of him as. Plus, A-list I character. love that the fucking suit is practical in the beginning. Like it kind of it makes a big difference. You could see the heft of it. You could see where the body fits in there. It just seems more real than the CGI suit they give us now. Oh, yeah. I like it so much better. I like the actual suit. The the key to this whole movie was the fact that they took a risk in Robert Downey Jr. And he just fucking nailed it. And he knocks it so far out of the park. You can't imagine anyone else being in this role. Yeah. I mean, you think he plays his character the best out of anyone that's done superhero movies. Well, Mm. if you take Tony Stark from the comics... And you line it up with Robert Downey Jr. There's vast differences, but there's also things that also click in really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that just Robert Downey Jr. being a great actor is what carries it. Yeah, because he he charms you. Yeah, right. Yeah. He he makes you like him, even though he's a even he's one a of these like smarmy yeah. fucking rich assholes. Yeah. But I will also say I think Chris Evans is perfectly cast. Yeah, I think the Hemsworth is perfectly cast. Like their casting is always amazing. You can't argue yeah, with all. I of agree. It, you know? I mean, I just think Robert Downey Jr. This this whole rocket is because of him. Well, we've seen him the most, also. Right. So it is, but it is because of him. Huge risk. I, I'm curious how is he? How is it different? Because I haven't, I never really read that many Iron Man. How he, is was he, he was more drunk. He was more drunk in the like, comics. No, huh? uh, he's not as funny. Oh. Yeah, that, he's not. He's more of a. It's more of a downer. No, he's more of like a businessman. Actually, <laughs> oh. he's more he's more of like a like a business dude. He's very practical in the way he thinks. He's no nonsense, um, but not yeah, funny. Like he's not like he's not talking to like Jarvis in his helmet, right? Going, right. Blah blah blah, making snarky jokes. I mean, he is to it. Like every comic character does it, but like, but he's really you get into like the science of what he's doing. He's like, if I apply pressure here and do that. And hit this with my ring, and I can ricochet it, blah blah blah. And so he's always he's talking about more about the scientific shit that's going on in his helmet more than anything. He's not like a fast talker like Downey is, really, right? No, I mean the biggest influence by Downey is the fact that for most of the Marvel characters moving forward, they've all tried to have at least that quippy tone mm-hmm. with everyone. Yeah, that's and that's yeah. all for the Downey. Yeah, yeah, that's all Downey set the tone for that. Favreau and Downey totally set. I mean, that's the blueprint. This movie is the blueprint blueprint, of all these movies. All these (laughs) movies moving forward have a a strong actor or actress in the role that is playing a superhero character that's kind of, you know, embraces the comics a little more and has a quippy or fun tone throughout the entire It's also the model for kind of a wobbly third act where the protagonist fights a similar antagonist in similar but this is the first time i can kind of forgive them for doing this once though every other movie they did it in i don't know why you can't fucking i don't know why you did that but it's the first time they had you know guy in a suit versus another guy in a suit but it worked you didn't see it before so we're now in the top four and if you haven't been doing the math to this what's left well i'll just say that there are three movies the only three so far that the russos have directed yeah and we only have four movies left. Yeah. We named one. So. No, we haven't. <laughs> Russo's are owning this top four. At number four, a movie with Iron Man in it, Captain America Civil War. Oh, Civil War. All right, it's good. Yeah. Great movie. I love this movie. Some of the greatest action scenes are in this movie. You can watch that airport scene over and over and over again. Easily. I can watch all any of these I, action scenes. I think it's a fantastic movie. I enjoy um the dynamic between Iron Man and Cap. I think the only thing that drags it down just a little bit is 
Zemo's plan is really fucking far-fetched to get these characters yeah. to hate each other. Yeah, it's pretty contrived. And they they touch upon the superhero registration accords, whatever, or the accords, and then it really just gets dropped about halfway through. But dude, the, just getting iron, the, the, it's the awesome. iconic the shot awesome. of them fighting and the fact that Zemo is a dude and actually succeeds. His plan, he wins. He succeeds. He takes him down from the inside without firing a shot or having any fucking powers. And Black Panther, best version of Black Panther, you got the introduction to Spider-Man. Right. Oh, so much fun. Good action scenes. Um, very memorable. Yeah. Like, I remember that movie very well. I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many fight scenes. They're so awesome. By the way, all these top four movies are, like, so closely ranked. Oh, really? In terms of the points. Wow. Uh, number three, another movie that, like Captain America, ends on a downer. You know, the, the hero doesn't win, per se, is Avengers Infinity War. Nice. At number, number three, three, yeah, that's good. It is. The hero, bad guy wins again. It's fresh, ambitious. Holy shit. It's... But the only down point's half a movie. It's half a movie. Uh, so I, I I remember blasting it a little bit on our review, and I've really grown to appreciate what they did here. I don't think it's actually half a movie. I think it's a full-on movie where Thanos is the protagonist. And, oh, yeah. Some hit. And it's just an amazing accomplishment, getting all these characters in a movie and getting it to click. Did you feel everyone with so many characters that everybody gets a moment in this, or some people kind of cheated? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that, but like it's not that bad. It's not it's that bad. It could be better. Yeah, it it's could not be enough. It's not I mean it always can be better, but yeah. it's not enough where you go man. Like the only you know I I felt like they did the best they could. The only character I go man should have got a little more is Cap, but it seems like Endgame is They're saving that. More, yes, they're saving that. Cap, and that's so. the thing is uh we don't know the resolution, but this is another movie I could watch over and over again. I'll just turn it on and for just have it on all the time. Uh, so rewatchable. An event movie come to life. It's interesting. I was reading things about Russo Brothers saying they're trying to make Endgame that you you can just walk into this movie and enjoy it without watching anything else. They're very cognizant of that viewer. But they were like, look, if you got to watch something, watch Civil War, I think is what he said. Uh, if you had to watch one movie, because it kind of starts there. Hmm. But it's interesting to see how much do they explain in this movie. Because... Infinity War, I don't think was that. Like you couldn't just kind of walk into this no, movie. There, there's no way you can just enjoy that movie without yeah. seeing the previous ones. Yeah. All right, number two, which inevitably also means number one. Uh, number two is the third Russo movie in the top four: Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Oh, Winter Soldier comes Arguably in at two. Mm. The most, the best film they've that Marvel's put out. I think it's the best. Yeah. Your uh, boy had it at yeah, number one. Yeah, yeah. I I remember when I was watching it. And even though I knew who was directing the movie, I was like, "Who the fuck is directing this movie?" Yeah. I'm like, "Is this the is this Jim Cameron?" The guys like, that do like, community. What? I'm like, "Yeah, where did they come the from?" I'm like, Russo it, brothers is is like Jim Cameron like changing making a stage name to Russo Brothers because it felt like a James Cameron movie. It felt like the fucking Terminator it did when Winter Soldier fucking comes out of that car and fucking starts fucking shit up. It was fucking legit, like. I felt like I was like 12 years old watching Terminator. Yeah, so. they definitely had to have had Terminator because the way he walks slowly with the menacing music oh, with yeah. the metal arm. Yeah. It's is a yeah. and he's pace, walking slowly towards the car. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, the just, whole movie's great. It was shot like a real action movie. 
It wasn't shot like a Marvel superhero movie. It was shot like a real fucking action movie. And um like like something that, like Mission Impossible would be shot like right, or right. something that like a real action director would like guys who know what the fuck they're doing. Like when you watch Captain Marvel, it's very clear that these people have never yes. directed action before, yes. and then they have like the second unit director yes. and a, like a bunch of guys in a boardroom storyboarding shit. You know, there's no like guy who like sit there and goes, "Okay, I'm doing a scene and I'm panning the camera this way. This is coming in, and this is gonna be a ballet of fucking camera shots, music, and, and like he knows what the fuck he wants." I don't know how Russo brothers coming from community, all of their action scenes are so easy to follow. They're so well choreographed and planned. Everything is clear. Everything makes sense. You're not confused. Where did they fucking learn? Is it just from watching movies? And uh, I think they just watched Terminator a thousand <laughs> yeah, times. Like, how do you learn to do this? It, it from seems doing- to me they, they, they legitimately enjoy watching yeah, movies and, yeah. and taking things. Because I remember watching this with you, Imran. Yeah. We caught an, yep. a pre-screening. Yeah, it was like two weeks before it came out. And, you know, up to this point, Cap has been, it was an okay character. I right. mean, First Avenger people really like, but... Um, we saw him in Avengers. That, that, yeah. yeah, that first scene where he's on the boat and he's taking people out. And it's hard to describe unless you see it, but you could feel like the physicality of Cap yeah. in, the, in, the, in that scene. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is Cap doing like snake, like a uh, snake from Metal Gear Solid yes, on a yes. fucking boat. Like, stealth, what am I watching here? Stealth mode's bouncing yeah. the shield around yeah, him. Yeah, I was like, how is he in a stealth mode wearing blue? What the fuck is going Bet- on? And then he's fighting Betrock the Leaper. Yeah, that was great too, <laughs> and it wasn't silly. You would think introducing a character called Batroc the Leaper would be silly. And Black Widow was amazing Black in Widow that. Was and that was really too. good. Black Widow uh, was this, really if good. You, and if you think about it, I read this other article. I think it was on Comic Resources. Winter Soldier really shaped the MCU moving forward. The ramifications of this movie from the Hydra reveal, like that, spins out into Agents of Shield, and the fact that it's all. You know, you I can't hate that you trust keep referencing Agents of Shield. Well, look, it's a part of the fucking canon. It's there. <laughs> no, it's There's not. still a season left. You got Colson. Colson. There's gonna be a thing. There might be another season. But look, and then uh, you know, the uh uh the political espionage of it and the betrayal and it does inform what happens it's after the that. The deepest movie that it there really is. is. It's the best character movie yes. that they yes. have. Yeah. It's the best story that they have, and it's the best directed film, and is a great bad guy. So I mean it. Every single box is checked as far as True. what are you doing correctly in a film. And this is the one. Um, that's why I put it at the top. I would agree. I think I think overall, I think this is the most well-rounded film that the MCU has put out. And it's genius in the fact that um, it takes a character like Cap, and they figured out, you know, the first film was kind of easy to make. You know, you just have to make it a nostalgia flick. A, mm. a, how do you make Cap relatable to now. the world now? Yeah, and what they did is let's fucking change. The, let's have people bending around him. Let's change the world around him now and see how everyone reacts because he's still not going to change. But let's change the be, morals and the corruption but, yeah, around but him. Now every, but now you're just having people react to him. He's the yeah. force. So smart. Yeah. It's how so would smart. the government use him? Yeah. Right. You know? And how would he not want to be used by the government once he finds out? Where, where you know where does it where's his home where's his loyalty fucking so smart yeah you go from a movie that's clearly black and white yeah. in terms of avengers and a, and a captain america where it's good versus evil now you stick him in a world where it's full of gray yeah how does he react yeah. how does he react how does he react it's perfect it's so movie. good and that's marcus and mcfeely's first movie no no they didn't write that they wrote avenger uh, captain america the first avenger and thor the dark world actually oh they wrote thor the dark world but marcus yeah. and mcfeely hmm feel us 
So, mm-hmm. number one, uh, me and Imran both had this number one, Avengers. Uh, Rug Boy actually had it number five. So, a little bit of a, a delineation there, but uh, I purely had it at number one because if this movie doesn't work, yep. then Just it, like more, this is more the social impact of yeah. this movie because yeah. it's a very simple plot, and I think I even mentioned that. Yeah. But doesn't matter. It's just the fact that this movie works, and it's something that everyone questioned if it would work coming up. So the the, fe- the fact that it lands so hard for me, just, the impact of it was just had to put it. I mean, we didn't nail the tone. That's the thing is, if you look at these list of movies, Marvel's given us safe movies and risky movies, right? They're kind of one of each. This movie was kind of both because. People loved uh, Iron Man and Captain America. I wanted to see hunky Chris Hemsworth, but never has all these heroes been put in one movie. No one was expecting this thing to work. It could have easily been a jumbled mess. Huge risk, but then a huge reward. Just I remember everyone reacting to this uh, when it came out. It was a pop culture thing. And uh, fuck that shot of them circling and Whedon's writing and his zingers and the humanity and them hanging out. You again, like you said, Anthony, just like Iron Man. If this thing didn't hit, we wouldn't be sitting here fucking talking about twenty-two movies. Right. It was a big event. I remember going to the theater and seeing everybody I knew went to go see it together. It did. Uh, it was a, a like like Infinity War. It was a culmination film. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they did it the first time with Avengers. They culminated all of these heroes and put them together, and boom. Now Infinity War took all of these different new characters and then c- c- made combine them together to fight uh, a common enemy again. So they keep on like making the playing field bigger, yeah. adding more characters and then making the stakes even higher. The, each The time. scale gets bigger. The scope of so, it gets bigger. It's, it's going to be an impossibility to continue doing this. Uh, that's why they're going to have to reset and rebuild. You know, can this, look, the, can Endgame can any movie live up to this hype? I'm almost a little bit afraid of this hype for Endgame because I don't want to be this hyped because no well, movie like, is going to live up. I would say that um, Infinity War Did it live up is, to the hype? Is, is a is a demonstration of that. Yes, they can do it. Yeah, I would agree. Did you guys think so? Remember the hype for Infinity War? I I think it kind of it did live up to the hype. Well, I think that. If you look at it as two movies, yeah, like it's going to be a, this is a continuation film. It's it, as an individual film, you can say that that's a, it's a weak ending, or it's like you know that the people are going to be alive. So because you have a movie with people that are dead, like right after, like you know what I mean. I can't wait you know, to so. sit down and go through this five-hour journey. We watch Infinity War and Endgame. Like what an amazing five-hour fucking comic book event. Yeah, this is going to be. Yeah, I would agree. I mean. The thing about Avengers was, I said this in my review, but I'll state it again. Iron Man put the MCU on the map, and then Avengers kind of just knocked this into another stratosphere. Yeah. We're yeah. now, we're not dealing with, you know, solid, really good movies that people know about. We're dealing about a franchise that now everybody in the world knows about. This is an event. Yeah. yeah. Now they became events. It now was Marvel the tipping movies point. moving yep, forward yep. are now events. Where everyone's you're like, seeing it. You're seeing yeah. it with, you know, Black Panther yeah. was an, an event that was because a huge it's event. the first yeah. black man, you know, first yeah. or not the first, but an all black cast. And then now Captain Marvel's yep. made a billion and you yep. know, all these movies are now events and that's not doesn't become a thing unless Avengers hits. Man, you think Asian people will come out for Shang-Chi give it a billion dollars? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if it's it's might, good. it might build up to that. But you're right. I, I don't doing. know if. See, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that that would be the case. Yeah. I think that for especially for African American people who have been come kind of oppressed. That's, yeah, it, it's it, div- it is different, and same with women have a long, yeah, long-standing yeah, oppression. Women who yes, feel like they've yes, been oppressed, yes. but I think that um, that's a different story. Absolutely. I think they like because they have like put it this way: like you go to Asia, there's plenty of beautiful, like very rich cities there that they have uh, all this stuff, you know, going for them. They don't have to imagine a Wakanda, but there is right? a lot of oppression also in China. That they, yeah, but I mean, they, the- but they have, but they have their elites. They have their their corner of the world that they they're they're dominating in the markets and everywhere you know what i mean so i think that there's there's not as much you can't really say that they're oppressed i mean you know they are I mean? and they aren't they're censored but they're okay with the censorship they've you know well they are oppressed in their own country in their I'm own saying, country is what i'm saying yeah. yes well yeah. that's where you're going to be oppressed where else are you going to be oppressed other countries no but i'm just saying that they're <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that and we're talking about america but that's true we're talking about people like the the swell of people like rise, I I I don't know if that's look. If all I know is if- the, the, like, Asians have experienced oppression for sure, but they, they've also been called the mild, model minority as well, which is also yeah. kind of a form of oppression. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I would agree. As someone that's Asian, I, I if there's the oppression scale, yeah, <laughs> very I don't low. Know. I mean, it, it's not low. I mean, Japanese people were in; yeah. ter- they were basically yeah. in yeah. concentration camps. Yeah, so that that's kind of North rough. Korea. What are you talking about, North Korea? They're all oppressed. Oh, talk, talk about, about in this here, country. I keep fucking forgetting about it <laughs> here. I'm um, more of a worldly fellow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, who, who's to say? But as far as Shang-Chi, I don't know. Who knows? I, that, that's such a... I think it's more of a thing against stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. Like, when you saw that the movie uh, Crazy Rich Asians, it was like, okay, listen, we are, we're going to make a movie that shows that, you know, that... Uh, we're, it doesn't have to be a karate movie or right. uh, or whatever. It, we're going against stereotypes. We can make movies about like you know any kind of any kind of subject, drama, whatever you want to call it, and people will run out and see it. And they did. The reason that hit so well is not only because it was you know featuring a minority cast with Asians. So Asians obviously wanted to see it, but when they saw it, a lot of the things that were in the movie resonated with Asian people, like it, only Asian people, right? You know, it was made by people that understood that culture. Stuff that you didn't normally see in main, right. like big movies. And you're like, holy yeah. shit, I can really do You don't that. have some white yeah. dude going, okay, be like a typical yeah, right. whatever yeah. stereotype. Look, right, right, right. all I know is if they make a Kamala Khan Miss Marvel movie, I'm going down to Devon Avenue where all the packies hang out. <laughs> I'm going to go to every fucking Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going to hail every taxi cab. I'm going to say, you cheap fuckers, open your wallet. Go see this movie. Wow, well, this is what? very racist, you but I'm can't- packy. You cannot <laughs> count out Marvel's ability to market. That's, like yes. So, like, who's to say? Like, Shang-Chi, like this character that nobody really knows. It seems like a stereotype character. Can they make it so people want to rally behind Absolutely. it? You know, I, I can't count Marvel They've out. They've done it that. already several times with this I can, like, raise an eyebrow and go, I don't know. But... You can't count Marvel out. They they they, have, they seem to pull the shit yes, out of their they ass. They have all not the time. shown us them failing a character yet. They are very true to their the essence of what they want to bring, and just true to like they'll they'll generate some kind of thing, 
and then there'll be like this kind of rally to like fuck the fucking guys who hate the haters. Well, they'll they'll, and then yeah, they'll be a ground. Yeah, they'll make some fake outrage on social media to make themselves look better. You think they do yeah. that? They might I guarantee do that. They might that's, do. Yeah, I mean, but that's good. That they're they're great at that. They 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 capitalize on it. They use it, and they use it better than any other any other company right now. They've mastered it. Yeah, they definitely. So, yeah. All right, good ranking. Look, Anthony, I might make you do more work because Jess Rivera had a really good idea. I'm gonna throw it out there. He said, "I think this is a great way to get some listener participation. Listener, send us your." rankings email show at jock and nerd anthony will throw them in the spreadsheet i would love to get a jock and nerd nation listener cumulative ranking and see how that shakes out because when i was thinking about this i was looking at other people's ranking and it's fascinating how varied they can be but well, you can't really variable yeah and you can't really argue with any ranking, because I could see where people were going with this. And like, if we just did a top five, I guarantee you most of us will have a similar top five. Yeah. Our, uh, our top fives were not all that far apart. And, but I think I love how in these movies, different people get different things. They relate to different things. They connect and it reflects in I, the rankings. I do have to disagree with you, Imran. I know you're all hope and butterflies yeah. and unicorns, but. Um, if someone ranks Thor: The Dark World number one, I would seriously have to disagree. Well, with we'd that. have to disqualify that whole ranking. <laughs> we just you can't. I, there has to be some. Oh, there has to be some parameters. Don't be fucking trolling us. You give <laughs> us a good reason why you put it number one. Maybe we'll consider it. Otherwise, get that shit out of here. What are you doing? You did this backwards. I said from top to bottom, not the other. We just flip <laughs> it around. But it would put a you know we'll put a little curve in the, in the rankings. I don't know if you guys want to do it. Send it over. We'll put if together. Wanna, if people send it in, I'll I'll compile right a list. Because did you use a spreadsheet? Because you just I did. did. Yeah. So you got we, it set asked, up. You asked me this. I did. I wasn't paying attention. Oh look, now I know what it's like to be you. <laughs> uh, but you got the spreadsheet, the calculations. I mean, you can't easy. do math. Jesus Christ! No, I can't. But if this will be, you know, if there's like ten or twelve, like that, there's a lot of work, easy. a lot of oh, columns. I love my easy. Columns. Very easy. I hate fucking Microsoft Excel. I can use Photoshop with my eyes closed. I don't know what to do with the spreadsheet. I got nothing. <laughs> I, just, I wonder you can't balance a checkbook. No, I can't. I'm not good with money. I don't like <laughs> spreadsheets or cells or tables. Fuck that. <laughs> All right, thanks, Anthony. Well done. Thanks for doing the fucking calculations. No problem. Yeah, very easy. Thanks, Microsoft. Bill yes. Gates. Thank you, Bill Gates. Uh, before we peace out, I want the listener to check out the last uh, thing in our feed, which is the latest episode of the spinoff show, this time with our buddy writer, historian Jimmy McPike. Anthony, how did that go? I mean, it's already out, so you can check that out, as I mentioned in the uh, open, if you haven't seen that. Um, it's with Jimmy McPike, writer, Marine, uh, history, ma history degree, um, really interesting conversation. I apologize. I'm not always talking on mic, so my levels are on and off. You dummy. I know it's my fault, <laughs> uh, but we, we talked about lots of history, history of Ireland, history of, uh, America, the president, bunch of, bunch of different stuff. I love so. Jim, man. He's been listening for a long time. We've known him for a long time. Goes back. Uh, to back in the day. Well, who's next? Back in the who day. you got next? Well, if all goes well, the yeah. next one is with a listener who started his own podcast. <gasps> oh, and now I don't know what is going on with his podcast. Uh -huh. so we'll find out. Uh, the podcast he had was called the Geek Street Pod. Oh, Geek Street Pod. Yes, Mr. Daniel Nosker. No way, Daniel Nosker. He's uh, I miss him. Yeah. So me and him will be uh 
chatting it up and the throwing it on the yeah. Get him to feet. start his fucking show again. What are you doing, Daniel? He's got potentially. I think he says he's got two shows. In the oh, place. good for him! Whoa, I love uh, when we our listeners want to start shows. That's fucking some of the best feeling. Well, he had his own podcast for a little bit. So oh, he did. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, good for might be you. a little more. Uh, might be. I mean, who knows how the conversation goes? The last two have been really deep. I mean, with the. Adam Morris and I were talking about the contaminants and fucking polar bear <laughs> yeah, food. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I listened to that for a little yeah, bit. And, yeah. good. and me and uh, Jimmy McPike were talking about the the history of Ireland and Gaelic culture and all that. So this one might be a little lighter, but who knows what Daniel's going to want to talk about. Hmm, that's the beauty of the show, man. You don't know what you're getting into, and uh, it's, oh, I love finding out where it's going. Yep. Uh, Rugs, where can the people find you online? You can find me uh, online <laughs> at tw- on Twitter. Yes. At really rug boy on Twitter, and he's in the group. So if you want to join the Facebook, I'm group, in the group sometimes. Go mix it up. Follow us on Instagram at Jockin Nerd, uh, and then listener. Finally, thanks for listening. Help us spread the show. Tell a friend. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Check the show notes. We got Amazon affiliate links for the U.S. and Canada. If you're shopping, click the link in the show notes. Continue shopping, and uh, we'll get a little commission. You'll be helping us out, uh, and tell a friend. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next week. I'll peep you next week. I'll peep you now. I'll give you my peep. My balls are hot. Oh. Why are you putting people through this? Are you ready to receive my limp penis? Uh-uh. <laughs> I've got your hand off my penis. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Talking to